0: to another episode of Perfectly Legal Activities. I am your host, Donnie Numbers. Uh, we are coming to you early on a Friday morning. It's like 6.50. Uh, I took the day off from work, so I got some things that I'm going to go out to do, and I just wanted to get this out the door and out the road. Uh, we'll go over last week. Uh, we have a question and answer segment this week. Woohoo! And uh, we'll get to our picks for this week. We actually went to the book. So we will be set to go, set to lose some money this week, apparently, because things are not going well. All right. Last week, we did not go to the book, which was pretty good because we probably would have lost money last week, uh, which is a recurring theme this year so far. So uh, last week, we had Wyoming uh, at plus three. They did not cover at all. Uh, Washington got thumped by UCLA. I had Washington minus two and a half. The Roadrunners of uh, Texas San Antonio came, in, came through for me. They were a four and a half point favorite. They won. Baylor got beat upon by the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I had Baylor minus two. They didn't win, so that was a loss. <clears throat> Ohio State uh, beat Rutgers. 49 to 10. And if you do the math on that one, that's 39 points. Unfortunately, the number I had was 39 and a half. So uh, Ohio State did not cover. Uh, there was almost a coach fight in that game. That would have been fun. Uh, UNC and Virginia Tech, I had over a 52 and a half. I think that approached that number, but didn't get over. Uh, we won with Liberty. Liberty was uh, minus three and a half. LSU squeaked by Auburn, so they did not cover eight points. Oklahoma got thoroughly debacled at uh, Texas Christian, so they did not win by six and a half points. But then I got on a little streak here. Uh, Mississippi State won by more than four. Washington State won by more than four. And Duke won by more than three. So I went five and seven last week in college. Uh, For the pros, uh, I had Cleveland minus one. They did not get the job done against the Falcons. Uh, I had Dallas minus three and a half. And I had KC uh, minus a half point. Uh, So those two were winners. But alas, I also had Pitt uh, minus three and a half. And they lost to the woeful Jets. So... uh, I forget what all the uh LTC picks were that last week. Uh but the people that are listening know where to go to find them and they know who they are and they know who they picked. So that's where we are after last week. All right, we actually have a question and answer segment this week. This should be interesting. Uh Next week, if we do this, I'm going to put this out there to the same people uh, to submit a question. And the goal is not to make me think or do a whole lot of research. I actually had to do a little bit for one of the questions this week, and we'll get right to that question. Uh, The first question comes from John. John is coming from us somewhere west of the humble abode here. Um... John asks, which NFL team's O-line do you think is the strongest and which one needs the most help? Uh, Well, you know, the strongest O-lines are with the teams that win. Uh, The Eagles have a pretty good one. They've been rated high so far this year. Uh, The Chiefs have a pretty good one. And those teams are both winning teams right now. So that's good. Uh, So... I wanted to go look at metrics. I couldn't find any good metrics to look at for O-lines. O-line, you have a good O-line when you can run the ball late in the game. Uh, Another good uh, measure, I think, is the number of sacks you give up. Um, And another one is how many yards your, your rushing backs have. Not necessarily your quarterbacks because quarterbacks can scramble and, you know, you get certain guys out there like, Lamar Jackson or, or Kyler Murray, they can just extend a play, and, and it's not necessarily good line play. Um, some of the some of the O lines that need some help. Uh, I watched Washington; they're the local team around here, so they're pretty brutal. Um, Houston is not good, uh, and I don't know if anybody tuned into that snooze fest that was Thursday night football last night. Uh, Indianapolis was pretty brutal too. Uh so and you know those teams that I just mentioned aren't setting the world on fire. So, you know, football teams win because of good line play on both sides of the ball. And, you know, if you have a good offensive line, you're gonna win some games. Our next question comes from Mike, who lives across the river. Um, and oddly enough, it's about his hometown Steelers what constitutes a successful rookie season for kenny pickett well hopefully kenny pickett's hands will get bigger that's one thing um what's gonna what's going to constitute a successful rookie season is improvement over the season uh i think it's unrealistic to expect kenny pickett to go out there and win uh partially because steelers might not have the strongest team But you want to see improvement week to week. You want to see uh, good decision-making week to week. So you should see a better quarterback at the end of the year than you do right now or this past game where we threw three interceptions. Um, So that's what's going to constitute a good rookie season by Kenny Pickett. You have to have patience. It's not going to all happen at once. And our last question comes from us from Jim, who comes from places that aren't a sports book. Um, all things considered, which decade was the best for music? The 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Uh, I'm going to answer 60s on this one, uh, primarily because of the Beatles. Uh, you got some Motown and Stones in there. And everything that happened in the 60s with music was the seeds for everything else for the 70s for the 80s and for some reason he put the 90s on there i don't know anything about 90s music um but the 60s started it all and the reason why i i like to say that is primarily because of the beatles and what they did uh you know you, you talk to people who aren't Beatles fans and they're like, oh, Love Me Too is so awful and I Want to Hold Your Hand is so awful. Well, the thing about those songs were that John and Paul wrote them. They were the singer-songwriters. They played the instruments. Um, this wasn't, they weren't getting songs from somewhere. Uh, they weren't having somebody else write the songs. They did everything. And at the time, that wasn't done a whole lot so we're going with the 60s here primarily because of the beatles but you know we also like the stones in there and you know zeppelin started in the in the 60s so everything from the 70s and 80s arose out of the 60s and that's why the 60s is the best music all right and that's the end of our q a uh session uh we got to come up for a name for that segment i'll uh I'll workshop that out to people and and see what they come up with. But uh, get your questions in from next time. Uh, Maybe, just maybe, the Donnie Numbers podcast will get an email address. since They can be free. Uh, Anyway, uh, we hit the book last night and screwed up a ticket, but that's okay. So we got some plays. And I'll just run through my college plays. And... No particular order. I won't tell you what's on the ticket. Uh, but I did screw up a ticket. I'm going to give you two more uh, two more games if I can find my sheet. Yeah, I'm going to give you two more games that I mistakenly didn't put on a ticket. So here we go. Starting off, we have Wisconsin with a new coach uh, going into Northwestern and covering a 10.5-point spread. Purdue and Maryland uh, down here in College Park. Um, we're taking the over in this. We think there's going to be some points scored. Uh, Maryland has a decent offense and Purdue can do nothing but throw the ball. So should be a track meet. So the over in that is 58 and a half. We also have TCU going into Kansas and covering seven and a half or covering seven points against the feel-good story of the year, the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, UTEP. Actually, I am going to tell you this ticket. This is my sicko ticket. Uh, we have, because all these teams that I've picked generally aren't very good at college football. Uh, we have UTEP going to Louisiana Tech. Uh, I took uh, UTEP as an underdog, I took them on the money line. Georgia Tech, or I'm sorry, Duke is traveling to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is coming off of that big win against Pitt. And we think Georgia Tech's going to have a letdown. So Duke is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. We're taking the uh, Blue Devils. And Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut is traveling to Florida International Univers- or University. Uh, the winner of this game has a two-game winning streak. We think Connecticut is going to beat Florida International by more than five-and-a-half points. Um, we have Illinois to cover three and a half points, hosting Iowa. We have Florida hosting Missouri. Uh, Florida is going to cover a ten, going to cover ten and a half points. They are ten and a half point favorite. Uh, Utah is traveling to UCLA. We don't think UCLA is going to uh, beat up on somebody two weeks in a row, especially a good team like Utah. Uh, Utah is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. We're taking Utah. And Louisville is going to Virginia. Uh, Virginia is bad, so Louisville is going to beat them by more than two-and-a-half points. Oregon State is going to beat Stanford by more than seven points. Uh, Tulane is hosting East Carolina. Tulane has a sneaky good football team, so we think they're going to beat East Carolina by more than three-and-a-half points. And Kentucky is hosting South Carolina. Kentucky is coming off of a loss. Uh, We think they're going to bounce back and beat South Carolina by more than six points. So that covers our our college games. Uh, Next up, we have our pro games and our LTC picks this week. And I got to tell you, I don't like any of these picks, including mine. Uh, We have Johnny Boss. against his hometown New York Giants the Green Bay Packers are an 8 point favorite that game is in London and we are Johnny Boss thinks the Green Bay Packers are going to uh, cover that 8 point spread Uh, Mickey Worms uh, is taking the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Raiders by more than 7.5 points Jimmy the Lock is going with the Baltimore Ravens to not away a game uh, late and cover three and a half points against the Bengals. And yours truly took the Los Angeles Rams to cover five and a half points against the Dallas Cowboys. I think Cooper Rush's magic uh, finally runs out. And the Rams have struggled a little bit. We're looking for them to, to get right. Uh, I also put together a, another pro ticket just on my own. Uh, we are taking the Titans to come into Washington and beat the Commanders by more than a field goal. Uh, Jacksonville is hosting Houston, and we like what Jacksonville has done this year. Uh, we know Houston is bad, so we think Jacksonville is going to win by more than seven points here. And lastly, we're, we're uh, running the uh, Monday Night Football factor uh, where you win at home and then you have to travel on the road Uh, We're taking that into consideration here. And the Carolina Panthers are going to keep this game within uh, six and a half points. The Panthers are a dog, uh, but we think that's going to happen. Okay, so that's going to be all for the week. Um, We are not going to be sitting in front of a television for 12 hours tomorrow. Uh, We're a little bit excited. Uh, The official nephew of the podcast is getting married. So we're traveling to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania to, to uh, go to a wedding. Uh, whole family's going. Uh, I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, mom and dad are going to be there. Uh, the rest of my family's going to be there. So it's going to be all right. Uh, nonetheless, uh, we hope everybody out there has a great weekend. Hopefully you get three days. And remember to live your good life. And we will talk to you next week. But here you are